0: One minute. <laughs>
1: And welcome to the Music Matters Media Podcast. I am your host, Lisa. And I'm Eric. And Eric, believe it or not, today is our 60th episode of the Music Matters Media Podcast. And what a journey it has been thus far. And all I really have to say is thank you. And thank you to our listeners, everybody that has gotten us to this point of where we're at now. Truly incredible stuff. I mean, 60 episodes in That is no small feat, and I would like to personally thank you, Eric, for being by my side all the way through and being such an asset to this show, and I couldn't have picked a better person to do this with.
0: Well, thank you for having me along. You know, this has definitely been a huge ride, definitely one that, you know, I can't imagine my life without. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to jump on this, and wow, 60 already, man. Time flies, doesn't it?
1: It really does, Eric. And it's pretty mind-blowing to think about all the episodes that we've done up until this point and all of our future episodes to come. And I'm just I couldn't be more grateful and appreciative for everybody who takes the time to listen to this podcast and tune into our show and follow up with us and listen to the interviews and the commentary that we have on albums and concerts and everything in between. And it just really means the world to me. I cannot stress that enough. So thank you to you guys, the listeners, because without you, there wouldn't be a thriving show here at Music Matters. So thank you guys so much. And cheers to the big 60 today.
0: Yeah. And you know what? Cheers to 60 more and beyond, you know?
1: And beyond. And for our big 60th episode today, we are going to be discussing Long Island's very own... John Bellion.
0: Very nice. Feels very nice to be talking about a fellow Long Islander. This is going to be awesome.
1: So today we are going to be discussing the show that I recently went to this past Saturday at Jones Beach Theater, Hometown Show for John Bellion. It was absolutely insane. We're going to get into that. That was part of the Glory Sound Prep tour. And We can't talk about the tour without discussing the album. So we are going to be talking about his sophomore album, Glory Sound Prep. We'll give you an overall general view of how we felt about the album, listening to it when it first came out versus listening to it now we're going to talk about our favorites least favorite we're going to get into everything all things john bellion but as always before we can get into that we have our top three international countries of this week so eric are you ready to jump right in ready as always okay coming in at number three we have canada
0: nice canada my old stomping grounds nice to see them here
1: Shout out to Canada. Thank you guys so much for pulling through for number three, taking the number three spot. Coming in at number two, we have Mexico.
0: Nice. Another strong contender.
1: Yes. There are some countries that... I just smile every time I see them in the top three. And uh, it's it's because it's wild to me the fact that they just keep coming back. And the support is so real. A couple of those countries, obviously, Canada, Mexico, United Kingdom, even Spain at this point, Philippines. There are a couple of countries that just keep coming back for more. We love it. Thank you guys so much. So at number two, we have Mexico and climbing all the way to number one for the very first time in our top three we have angola
0: wow wow congratulations guys congratulations on your debut and being number one that's a double whammy
1: you can't top that making a number one debut on our top three that's pretty incredible
0: Yeah, definitely, man. This is quite an achievement. Congratulations to you guys and welcome to the top three.
1: Welcome to the top three and congratulations to all the countries that made our top three three, Canada, two, Mexico, and number one, Angola. And you guys, thank you for everybody who takes the time to listen all around the world. Have no fear. If you didn't make our top three this week, you can make it next week or any week after that. All you have to do is share this podcast with your friends, with your families, with any loved ones you may have in your life. And we could be shouting you out next.
0: All right. So let's dive into the John Bellion concert. Uh, Just a Quick question. Was this your first time ever seeing him live?
1: Yes. First time seeing him live and what a treat it was.
0: Nice. And how was your very first experience?
1: It was pretty amazing because... We were so close. I went with one of my dear friends who put me on to John Bellion in the first place years ago. He was definitely living his best life at the concert. And I think the reason why, partially at least, why it was so amazing is because we were so close to the stage. We were at Jones Beach Theater. And we were in the pit area right in front of the stage. So it was a magical experience to be that close and to be able to experience it at that level because you're able to see the smallest of details. Sometimes when you go to a show, depending on where you're sitting or depending on how big the venue is, you lose some of that magic and it's not as immersive as some people would like. So the fact that we were able to be right by the stage and... To be aware of everything that's going on and just to take it all in was truly a great treat.
0: And that's always, you know, obviously a better experience if you're able to be right there. You know, anyone who's been to Jones Beach knows how awesome it is to just be in the pit and be among all the other fans and just see everything up close and personal, you know?
1: That's one of my favorite venues. I want to throw that out there. I've been to, obviously, venues all over new york and uh and the nyc area and everything but jones beach has a special place in my heart just because it's an outdoor venue by the way i just want to throw this out there for the tour itself they were all outdoor venues which was really nice but i love seeing it at jones beach because jones beach has a very special place to my heart it's a beautiful outdoor venue right by the water and especially if you're able to go there on a nice summer night It's just it's a magical experience to be there and to be witnessing your favorite band or uh, favorite artist. And he even mentioned that himself. He said he grew up going to Jones Beach Theater watching his favorite performers, whether that be Dave Matthews Band or Rage Against the Machine. And it was just such a cool experience to watch him at that venue that he grew up going to, just like you and I, Eric, and to be able to have that full circle moment up on stage and to be a part of that was really something special.
0: That must be the best feeling in the world when you grow up wanting to, you know, have a dream like that. And you always envision yourself on that stage over and over in your imagination, but then to actually be there. And get to literally live out everything you've been living out in your head since you were a kid. And that must be priceless.
1: And he played to nearly 10,000 people. So just think about that for a second. Think about all the musicians out there that go and they watch their favorite performers. They go to their favorite venue and they watch them and they go, I want to be on that stage one day. And for him to be able to live out that dream really is inspiring to so many. Because you look at him and you realize that you are capable of more than you've ever even imagined. As long as you're willing to put the hard work and effort behind your goals and dreams and what you want to do, you are virtually unstoppable.
0: Of course. And how was the rest of the crowd there? How did they react to him as a performer and to the music?
1: Well, that was also really something special because... Because of the fact that he's from Long Island, there was a lot of people that went to this show that have been with him from the beginning literally from the beginning he pointed out friends that were there that supported him throughout his entire journey that he knew since elementary school he's like oh my god I'm gonna get so choked up right now because I see my friends from fourth grade here in the, in this section or and stuff like that and obviously he had family friends people in the industry because of the fact that it was a hometown show for him everybody came out to support him and it was just just a really magical night.
0: That's the dream, isn't it? To just bring as many people as you can with you and have them be a part of your success. That's that's really awesome. I love hearing that. And speaking of him as a performer, did you have any expectations going into the show? Did you have an idea of what he would be like? Or, um, you know, did you just not go in with any expectations? And if you did have expectations, were they met? Were they completely blown out of the water?
1: I totally had expectations going into it. The reason why I love John Bellion so much and why I think he's one of the best uh, performers to come out of Long Island in general is the fact that he is so versatile and he can dabble in so many different genres of music and he is just one to be reckoned with. We really haven't seen somebody come out of Long Island in a long time with the skill set that John Bellion has. So I definitely went in there with high expectations, very high expectations, because he's done a little bit of everything. You know, he dabbles with hip hop. He dabbles with pop. He dabbles with indie. He dabbles with EDM. So he's all over the place. He can play several instruments. He's an amazing producer. The beats that he makes are truly incredible. He can make something out of nothing off the drop of a hat. And he even did that at the show. There are moments in the show where he just completely changed the way that the songs were structured, added new things, took out a bunch of things, did a lot of things on the spot, which was really cool. It was a cool part to experience that on tour, because no matter what tour date you go to, you get a different experience.
0: That's always the best kind of live performer, whenever they just keep everybody on their toes and deviate from the standard you know, format of the songs. I love going to see shows like that. As for the songs themselves... Since this was your first time going to see him live, what did you think of the songs live from both albums? What were they like?
1: The songs live were great. Like I said earlier, he changed some of the renditions of these songs to make it fresh and new and exciting, which I really appreciated because you can kind of... Pick out things that you like from each. Like there were certain songs, maybe that the studio album version I liked better, but then there are songs that he took from the studio version and translated that live in a different way. And that made me fall in love with the song all over again, or it made me appreciate it even more in a different sense. So I really liked that he incorporated both styles.
0: And as a singer, what is he like live? Is he exactly the way he sounds on the record, or is he better?
1: He's the real deal, Eric. John Bellion can sing, and he sung his heart out. Like I said, I appreciate him so much because he's so versatile, and he's able to rap, he's able to sing, he's able to play these instruments, and he's just a true musician at heart. The art of music is flowing throughout his body and soul, and you can just tell that he is so happy to be up on that stage in his element in fact i want to give a shout out to his backing band because he has a band with him and they were able to create some of the elements on the studio album live so shout out to john bellion's touring band because they did such a phenomenal job of adding to the live experience and trying to recreate some of those songs and all the elements because his songs are really intricate And that's also additionally what makes him such a great musician. And I just want to throw that out there as well. Speaking on his musicianship, a lot of people can be really creative and masterful and have all the skill set in the world to be a phenomenal musician. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they are a performer performers and musicians in my opinion i think they're two separate entities because you could be really great at what you do but that might not always translate live and you might not always have that charisma and stage presence to really captivate the crowd and get people going or you might be a really great performer but maybe not as talented as uh some other musicians in the industry. So, he is both. He's very much both. He's able to bring it live and back everything up that you hear through these records, through these mixtapes.
0: I always love hearing that when when you go see someone who can do both, who can make amazing music for you to listen to and who can actually you know, translate that energy to the live setting. That's that's always a plus. So, I totally agree with you that the performer and the Musician in the studio are two separate entities. And if you can connect the two, if you can embody the two, then that's more in your favor. And as for the touring musicians, I feel like some of them don't get the credit they deserve. I always think that, you know, they really bring the show to life, especially when you're talking about the likes of John Bellion or Justin Timberlake, as we have spoken about before. So definitely a huge shout out to touring musicians everywhere, and especially to these guys who seemed like they definitely brought the show to another level. And just a quick question, you know, as a as someone who also loves going to concerts and who also has expectations, uh, did he perform most of the songs that you were hoping he'd, he'd perform? Or were there some that were maybe he didn't perform and you were like, oh, I really wish I would have heard that one live? Or, you know, did anything like that happen?
1: yeah. To be honest, it was a mix. It was a mix of emotions. This is the Glory sound prep tour. So he played the majority of the album. In fact, I think he only skipped out on one song, which was the closer to the album, Maj Joint. But he ended up playing every other song on that album, whether it be in full or he just did it in part but he touched upon all those songs. And then, of course, he touched upon songs from The Human Condition. That was his debut album back in 2016. And uh, for me, the set list was good. There were a couple songs that I wish that he could have played, maybe some deeper cuts from his former mixtapes, because some of those are my personal favorites. However, I get it because he's playing to a broader crowd. And of course, you have the diehard fans, but they might not always go back in his catalog that far to know some of those songs. So he wanted to put more emphasis on the current album that he's touring on, which is Glory Sound Prep. Totally understand that. But in the future, once this album cycle is over, I really hope that he mixes up the set list and throws some of his older stuff on there because some of those songs are some of my favorite songs by him. And it would be a shame if he just focused on the albums instead of going back to his older material because it would be really cool to see some of those songs live i
0: agree you know i i feel like john bellion should do that in the future as well because at the very least if he plays songs from his earlier mixtapes and stuff it's kind of a way of introducing the people that maybe don't know that those songs exist it's a way of you know showing them hey i've got this other material that you might like So I think it would be a great idea to keep those songs alive on tour for that purpose.
1: But speaking of Glory Sound Prep, let's get right into our album review today of John Bellion's sophomore album, Glory Sound Prep.
0: So my initial thoughts were that it definitely marked a shift in sound, I feel. Um, It's kind of hard to, you know, really place your finger on what it is because, you know, John Bellion's always been very diverse with the sound to begin with. So it's not like you could really pinpoint a specific sound to him uh, at all. So even though I can't really place my finger on what the change is, I do know that there's definitely a shift in sound. I feel like it's gotten more experimental this time around. There's definitely different sounds in there, more varied styles. But it's all him. You can clearly tell that there's a root to everything. His voice, the bass lines that he uses, the funky rhythms the hip-hop influences um i definitely loved it a lot when i first listened to it it still holds up even now but you know there is some fatigue on a couple of songs where i'm like "Eh," i don't feel as strongly as i did about them initially but overall i definitely still love the album i listen to it a lot. And for the most part, it still holds up to the initial time I heard it.
1: What do you think are some elements of this record that really stood out to you as opposed to his previous work?
0: So if I had to narrow it down to what I think sounds different on this album for me, it would definitely be more of an emphasis on hip-hop influences and more horns as well. I kind of feel like the horns are a little bit more present throughout the songs. As for hip-hop influences, I feel like John raps a little more on this album. I could be wrong, but I feel like he ventures more into that as the songs progress. There are some where he'll just, you know, sing straight through, but then there are others where he'll sing and he'll rap. And I really like that a lot in terms of lyrics. I kind of feel like he talks a little bit more about himself as a performer and the journey it took for him to get to this point. Um, You know, I I feel like he places less emphasis on, you know, uh, relationships and he talks uh, he has a wider variety of topics on this album, lyrically. But that's just my personal opinion. I want to know how you feel about it.
1: Well, I definitely agree with you on the sense of it is a more hip-hop oriented album this time around than maybe his previous effort and there's still a good mix on here there's still a range of pop and hip-hop and uh all these different elements incorporated into this album this album when i first heard it i was pretty blown away by some of these songs and still some of these songs really do hold up but I would be lying if I said that I listened to the album as a whole regularly. In fact when we were preparing for the show today I had to revisit the album as a whole and some of those songs I haven't heard since I first listened to them when the album came out. I strongly believe that Um, this album is another great piece of work in his catalog for sure. However, some of these songs and the topics of these songs, you have to be in a certain mood to listen to them. And I think that is why some of them in my personal opinion, don't get revisited as often as others just because some of them are more deeply rooted and emotional and because of that fact they may not always be your go to if you're just trying to have a light listen or depending on what you're doing, you have to really be in that mindset to fully appreciate some of those songs.
0: I wholeheartedly agree with you. And I feel like in general Artists have songs that are made to listen to whenever and then they have those other songs where you have to be in a certain mindset to really get into them. So, you know, if I was to start out my day, uh, you know on the train or if I was walking somewhere, I want to listen to something that's going to, you know, wake me up, put me yeah, in a happy mindset. Going. Yeah. You know, I don't want to listen to something that's so emotionally gut-wrenching that, you know, I'll be tearing up by the time I get to where I'm going. You
1: exactly. Know? And that's exactly my point here. So that is why when I first listened to this record, I knew that it was a really solid release. And I love that this is part of his journey and how vulnerable he is on this record, and how he really taps into some serious introspection. So, I loved all that. It's just for a daily listen, you might not be able to digest some of these songs. So, for me, half of these songs I ended up taking with me and replaying them over and over again, and then the other half I would have to revisit when it felt like the right time to revisit them so that's how i feel about the record as a whole In in terms of replay factor i think half of the songs are solid no matter what mood you're in and then the other half of the songs or maybe a little bit less than half you'd have to really get into that mindset to listen to them
0: and listen i can 100 percent relate to that and just to be clear with everybody You know, just because we don't listen to certain songs and we need to be in a certain mood for them, that does not mean that they're bad. It doesn't mean that they're lacking in anything. It just means that, you know, there are certain times when you listen to certain music.
1: So Eric, let's get our least favorite out the way. Because as you know, here on this show, we don't focus on the negative. We're looking for the positive. So let's just get the least favorite out the way. Rip it off like a band-aid. What would you say on Glory Sound Prep is your least favorite track? Not to say that the song is bad. Once again, just because it's the least favorite doesn't mean it's bad. It just means one that you don't listen to as often as you listen to the others.
0: So my least favorite song on this album is actually Ma's Joint because, you know, it, I'm not knocking the length of it. I've listened to songs that are this length.
1: So, oh, we know. Yes. We
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> it's really just the structure of it. You know, I, I kind of feel like towards the middle, you know, it, it kind of stays in the same place for a little too long. So it, I just kind of get lost after a while. I just kind of lose focus. It's a great song. I love the rhythm of it. And it's a pretty upbeat song when you look at it. It's just that after a while, it kind of loses me. And, you know, that's really what just prevents it from being a song that I can listen to all the time.
1: I agree with you in the sense that Maj Joint... Well, first of all, I want to say that it's not my least favorite, but I agree with you in the sense that Maj Joint is one of those songs that I was referring to in the sense of you have to be in that mindset and you have to be in that mood to listen to it. It's not something that you could just throw on while you're cleaning your house or you're at the gym or something like that. So I get that as far as replay factor. However, for me, it would have to be let's begin. And I know I'm going to get a lot of crap for saying that that's my least favorite. And the only reason why it's my least favorite, I will say, is because it doesn't feel like a John Bellion song, and that's the, the main issue that I had with it. I love the song um, in general. Like I appreciate the collaboration within the song, and I know that it was a huge honor for him to get RZA from the Wu Tang Clan on this track. Something
0: to say about that? Which,
1: of course, that is the reason why I'm saying I know I'm gonna get shit for this because how could you ever pick that as your least favorite? But the sole reason why I'm picking it as my least favorite is not because the song is bad. I don't think it's remotely bad. I think it's incredible that he was able to have. This giant collaboration with such talented musicians in the song, but for me, it just felt like a fish out of water on this album, and it was just a little bit too busy of a song to genuinely feel like a John Bellion song.
0: So, maybe it's because you're my best friend, (laughs) but um, I will say I totally get where you're coming from when I heard it initially. I absolutely love the song totally. I'll have more to say about that later, but it definitely feels like an outlier where you're just like wow you know th- there's a huge difference between this right? and the rest of the songs
1: I think the the problem with it that i have that if it's in the context of the album to me it doesn't make sense if you remove it from the album then it's a banger that's the way that i look at it if this was just like a one off song i think it would have fit a lot better than just fitting on this album i just think in within the context of the album that it's just a little bit too busy of a song and with the other people that he has on this track it feels like John Bellion's a feature on his own track. But Eric, now that we got that out of the way, let's focus on the positives of this album. More importantly, our top 5 favorites from Glory Sound Prep. We'll just get right into it. Eric, what is your number 5 on your top 5 list?
0: So building off of the hip hop aspect, my number 5 is Adult Swim. And I was going to actually say this before, but I decided to wait until we started to talk about our top five so that it would make sense. Let's Begin sounds different because, you know, not just a collaboration, but it deviates from the typical John Bellion sound, you know, so to speak. What I love about Adult Swim is that it does what Let's Begin doesn't. It incorporates hip hop and incorporates the rapping, but it mixes it with John Bellion's trademark singing and his, you know, thumping bass line and all that. So that's why I love this song, because it mixes the two. It mixes the traditional R&B sound that he's got with the hip-hop element, and it bridges the both of them perfectly.
1: Eric, I am so glad you brought up Adult Swim, because there's a giant elephant in the room with that song. And I have to say, for the first time that I listened to this record, I swear to you, I was listening to this record through, and then I was like, wait a minute. Did one of our podcast episodes just come on? Because... John Bellion took a sample that we have for our intro of this podcast for the song Adult Swim. If you listen to the song Adult Swim and then you come back to this podcast and you listen to our intro, you will find that they are eerily similar. And why is that? Because he used one of the samples that we also used for our intro. We, meaning I can't take any of this credit, we give him a shout out right here. Ryan Brion, shout out to uh, our unofficial slash official sound guy here who does all the sound work behind Music Matters Media in terms of helping me with the gear, any technical problems that I may have all that good stuff. And he created the intro music for this podcast. And I remember sending him Adult Swim and being like, sounds familiar. And then he was like, whoa, John Bellion thinks he's slick, but I know where he got that sample from. So just a funny little moment there. When I listened to Adult Swim for the first time, I thought that I accidentally clicked play on one of our podcast episodes instead. And it turned out being that, nope, that in fact was a part of the song. And I love that John Bellion, had the same idea that I had because I remember going to Ryan. My friend Ryan is an aspiring producer. So he was very eager to create the intro music for this show. And I remember going to him and giving him ideas. And I said to him, I want this show to be centered around all types of music. And I want it to be welcoming to all walks of life, people regardless of their gender, sexuality, religious preference, uh, you know, anything and everything in between, all colors. So all types of music. And I remember speaking to him about it and I said, how cool would the concept be if it was like the old school days where you had to turn the dial and go between stations. And every time you turn on a different station, a different type of music would be playing. And I said, I love the concept of all different types of music, because that is what I'm trying to promote here and welcome here. So when people listen to our intro music, I want them to get a little taste of that, that we are supporting a little bit of everything on the show. So he said, okay, say no more, I will help bring that vision to life. And we were working on it back and forth and i remember when he sent me the first demo of it and i completely lost my mind i love the fact that you get that feeling when you're turning the knob and you're playing a different station and clearly john bellion had the same idea with this song and i love that we were so much on the same page and we had the same vision so um if he ever listens to this podcast i would love for uh him and i to chat about that one day i gotta say Okay, so coming in for my number five, I put Stupid Deep. And the reason why I put Stupid Deep is because every time I listen to that song, my heart sinks to my stomach, I have that giant lump in my throat, and it couldn't be more real and authentic of a song. And I love that John takes this moment of introspection and reflection and really bears his whole soul heart and soul out onto this uh, platform and is extremely vulnerable during this song and I just... Oh, every time I listen to Stupid Deep, it really puts me in uh in my feelings and I get really emotional every time I hear that song. And you know a song is good when it can strike that chord not only the first time you hear it but on multiple listens. Once again, it's one of those songs that you can't listen to on the daily, you know, at least in my opinion, but when I do listen to it, it always feels like the very first time. And that's why it made my number 5 spot cuz it's very special to me.
0: Very nice. Very nice. I love that.
1: All right, Eric. So what is your number four pick?
0: My number four would be Conversations with My Wife. I feel like, again, this song has a specific mood. But what I love about this one is that you can listen to it whenever and you'll automatically feel a certain way. Um, I love the aspect of the digital Jesus he talks about in the lyrics. I think that's really cool. And I also feel like I don't know if you would feel this way, but I feel like John Bellion could play this song with nothing but an acoustic guitar and it would work perfectly.
1: Oh, yeah. So I'm glad that you also mentioned that, because for those who may not know, he has a YouTube series that he has a bunch of songs where he completely strips everything down and you can go check that out on his YouTube channel. Uh, sometimes he documents the process of making certain songs or sometimes once the album's already released he goes back to those songs and then he strips everything down or he makes a different rendition of the song altogether so either way it's such a treat to listen to some of these songs in that way and you gotta go check it out so go check out his youtube channel they're not official songs so you can't stream them but you can hear certain versions of certain songs and and they hit a lot differently sometimes when you strip them down exactly what you were saying so eric go check that out
0: i totally will know that you brought it up and i love this song because i feel like it's that perfect midnight listening music to put on i think it's really cool similar to that song obsession that he did with vice
1: i know you love that song
0: yeah so that's why this is my number four what's your number four
1: my number four would be blue the way that he paints such a picture with this song and the buildup of it is just the build-up alone and the payoff of that is worth the entire listen and i just love his way with words throughout the song and like i said the picture that he's portraying and the way that he's expressing his love for this woman and getting lost in i would imagine her deep blue eyes And I just love everything about this song. It's such a nice love song. And it's unique. It's not the traditional, you know, boy meets girl thing that's been done so many times over. It's just a unique way of creating a love song. And that is why I chose it for my number four.
0: Spoiler, blue is also your favorite color. So it's very (laughs) fitting.
1: (laughs) So it was automatic. No, (laughs) there you go. There you go. All right, Eric. Now we're getting into top three territory so what is gonna take your number three spot
0: my number three would go to couples retreat i really nice. love just the funkiness of that song the thumping bass line the beat and come on that line come say sorry with your body Woo!
1: it's getting yeah. hot in here <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah man I, I don't need to say anymore what's your number three
1: my number three would be the internet I love this song because I love the whole concept behind this. We've mentioned this plenty of times on this podcast and separately in our everyday conversations eric about how people love to portray and present something that they're absolutely not and when you go on social media and you go on the internet it's everybody's highlight reel and everybody looks like they're living their best life out there they're eating the best food they're driving the biggest cars out there check out my house check out what i'm doing You have that serious fear of missing out and all that other stuff that comes in between that gives people depression and anxiety and makes them question their self-worth. And I just love how this song capsules all of that into one and basically makes fun of the fact that you don't even have to be something as long as you look like you are that thing then people think that you are that thing so i love certain lines uh from the song in fact the main chorus of the song pretty much sums all that up it says life became dangerous the day we all became famous no one cares if you're happy just as long as you claim it how could we change this the day we all became famous No one cares if you have it, just as long as they think you do. Beautiful, man. So that's why the internet easily made my top three at my number three spot because of the fact that I support what he's saying and I can relate to that so much. I talk about that all the time with people. I said, do not look at social media and then think that is real life. Do not look and tune into reality TV shows and think that is real life. You are only going to make yourself seem more insignificant and more depressed and have more anxiety thinking that what these people have is the real deal and how they behave is the real deal because it's not it's all fake And everybody's just trying to allude to the fact that they're living their best life and that they want to be rich and famous. And I have this and I have that when really most people are miserable and they just want to portray that they're better off than you are to make them seem like they're doing well when they're actually not. So anybody that's listening out there, piece of advice, do not take social media for real life. Do not take these shows for real life. Live your truest life And don't look to these people and idolize these people because it's all just an illusion.
0: Couldn't have said it better myself. And I love the way he said it as well. I mean, that was just perfectly summarized.
1: Eric, we are getting into top two territory. It's going to be hard to figure out what your number one is. I can't wait and see. But before that, I need to know what is taking your second spot.
0: My second spot goes to JT. I really love that song. I love the odd time signature. I love how danceable it is. I love the female vocals on this, too. You know, it's a perfect song through and through. And it's just one of those songs that really gets your foot tapping. It gets you in a certain mood. And this is the kind of song that you listen to when you want to wake up and You know, go on your morning run. Get
1: motivated.
0: Exactly. You know, I think if there is a go-to song on this album, it would be JT. My opinion.
1: This is a fun fact. He actually opened with JT at the concert. Ah, nice. And it really was... A full circle moment for him because if you listen to the lyrics of JT, it's pretty much of, uh, you know, everything that he would ever dream of is happening now and the journey of his life. And for him to open with that song, perform at Jones Beach Theater where he grew up and watched his favorite musicians play, I can't even imagine what was going through his head getting on that stage and opening with that song and looking around and seeing nearly 10,000 people and be able to speak his truth and speak his piece of the journey. And it's such an inspiring song about the days he used to dream about what he's doing now and the mountains that he's climbed and look where he's at now. So what a moment for him.
0: So what song goes towards your second spot?
1: Well, for my second spot, it's a song that you previously mentioned. It would be Couples Retreat.
0: Very nice. Very nice.
1: Now, this is one of the songs that's my go-to for an everyday listen. The replay factor of this song is extremely high. I love what the song is about. And if you don't get hot and heavy listening to this song, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, no, but I love this song. I love how practical it is. It, it really talks about like the ups and downs of a relationship, how it's normal to fight with your significant other as long as the love is still there. And uh, you know, that's another thing alluding to the fact of what's real and what's not. I love that the majority of Glory Sound Prep focus and spotlights on the authenticity of real life and everyday behavior instead of trying to paint a picture of like oh yeah my life is perfect now you know I made it I'm rich and famous no he goes through every little detail throughout his life and he talks about the highs the lows the everyday and that's something that I really appreciate so couples retreat whether you've been in a relationship you're currently in a relationship or you just have a crush on somebody whatever it may be everything in between this is your go two song is couples retreat
0: couldn't agree with you more and i agree the replay factor is real
1: high real high i mean this was really close to making my number one on this list it it was a it was a close tie between two and one but ultimately i chose to put it at the second spot because there was just one that inched it out a little bit more but uh really this was close to taking the top spot but it's my number two and it's couples retreat But now I really need to know, because we've made it this far throughout the episode, what is your number one spot? What song takes the number one on Glory Sound Prep for you, Eric?
0: You're going to laugh when I say this, but let's begin. Is my number one? You know how much of a Wu-Tang Clan fan I am, so this was definitely always going to be my number one. I love that it is a straightforward hip-hop track through and through, the only complaint I have is that there's not enough RZA on it he's just you know singing let's begin and and that's it I was really really hoping that he would have his own verse but yeah
1: I was hoping for that too
0: yeah but even with that you know it's a great song and I'll even say this I don't know if people will (laughs) completely massacre me for saying this but I really feel like this song could have been on uh, Jizza's album Liquid Swords he's another member of the Wu-Tang Clan And this really does feel like that style. It feels like it could be on there. And that's probably why I love this song so much, because it feels like it's worthy of being on another fellow Wu-Tang Clan members album. So this would be my number one.
1: This song, Through and Through, is a classic hip-hop song. Anybody who's into classic hip-hop will thoroughly appreciate this song. Let's begin. Once again, I had to say it earlier. I'm saying it again. It is not a bad song. I personally really enjoy the song. And, uh... How could you not appreciate RZA and, once again, the names that he's collaborating with on this song? However, because it's a John Bellion record, it just felt like a fish out of water on the record. But it has nothing to do with the song itself, though. So I totally get why it would be your number one.
0: All right. So I've said my number one. Now the moment I've been waiting for. What's your number one spot?
1: My number one was the lead single off of this record conversations with my wife how could you not fall in love with this song such a good choice this is such a good example of what a lead single should be a lot of artists get this wrong whether it be the artist choice or management or whoever their team doesn't matter but a lot of people don't know what singles to to pick off of their up and coming albums and then people end up deliberating and jumping to conclusions right away on sound and oh this album's gonna be like this this album's gonna be like that well listen this is one of the strongest singles that i've heard in a long time and it's remained my favorite since the first time i heard it conversations with my wife what a concept of a song, pretty much at the heart of the song. It's about your significant other sticking with you through and through, through the highs, through the lows. It's about them appreciating you for you, not appreciating you for the fame, for the money, for the fortune, for the social media following, for the fans. It's just you and that person. And you guys getting lost into life together. I love how just like with his song, The Internet, he references social media again. And he talks about not wanting to be some digital Jesus and no more followers, meaning, you know, it's not about the social media world. It's not about the fake life. It's about the real life that I'm trying to build with you. And you love me for me. And you've gone through everything with me, the highs, lows. You've been there since day one throughout my journey and you appreciate who i am not who people think i am and if that's not a powerful message especially in this day and age i don't know what is so it's way beyond a love song for me i love it every time i listen to it and obviously on the production end it's just a fun song to listen to there's a lot going on in this song in the best way possible so conversations with my wife has to take the number one spot
0: i'm proud of you for that that is a great number one pick
1: Thanks, Eric. I appreciate it so there you have it you guys that is our review of john bellion's glory sound prep we want to know your thoughts gonna swing it over to you what did you think about his sophomore release what are some of your favorite songs what is your least favorite song we want to know it all don't forget to head over to www.musicmattersmedia.com and don't forget to follow us on social media we are on twitter tumblr instagram and facebook at music matters media and stay tuned for our next episode but you